Recording from Studio 262 in the AOB, you're tuned in to What the Howl, an inside look at UWG athletics straight from the source. Now here are your hosts, Matt Cook and Jared Boggess. Welcome back in to your favorite West Georgia Wolves podcast, What the Howl, episode 20. I'm Jared Boggess, alongside my co-host. I am Matt Cook, Assistant Athletic Director for Events, Marketing, and Media. Are you going to talk like a robot the whole episode, or...? Well, Jared, it is tough for me to say. <laughs> what is actually happening right now? I don't know. I was just having fun. All right. Well, <laughs> we hope everybody listening in today had a great 4th of July. Uh, spend it with your friends and family, enjoying um, the independence that we have in this great country. How was your 4th, Matt? Oh, it was it was fantastic. Uh, we, we went down to Peachtree City, actually, um, and my brother smoked some butts. Nice. Boston butts. That's American right in there. America. Yeah, we. I, I made a. I made a. I made a. A wicked pasta salad. You can't go wrong with a good pasta salad. Did it have olives in it? It did not have olives. Okay, that's what makes it great to me. So, but it did have Italian I'm, dressing. Okay, well, I won't judge you for not putting olives in it. They must be high in sodium. But, <laughs> but I love a good olive and and a pasta salad. So, well, let's keep moving, man. We are on a tangent early in this episode. <laughs> Sorry, I, it's it's early. Yeah. Shout out to all of the listeners uh, who continue to tune in to What the Howl each week. Um, big thanks to you. You, you're the reason we're doing what we're doing. So, big shout out. Absolutely, and it's it's so it's so fun to be able to interact with people on on uh, what is that called? Social media. Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Tw- Twitter and 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 the Facebooks. The, the Facebooks is fun too. Uh, shout out to specifically Kevin Hempel. Oh yeah, he's a huge fan of what the hell. Absolutely, we're we're excited that that he's a he's a part of what we of what we do, um, and we 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 appreciate the feedback. Yeah, and if you're on Apple Podcasts, we ask that you uh, review, leave us a rating, hopefully five stars. You know, on your social media outlets, share share the episode, share the podcast, get it out to your friends. I left six stars yesterday. Six stars. I don't know if that's possible, but I really appreciate it. Absolutely. All right, so let's move into the actual meat of the episode. Uh, pretty simple episode. We're going to recap last week's stories across UWGSports.com, and then we're going to talk cross-country all-decade teams for the men and women. So let's jump right in. Last week on the website, um, again, no surprise here, we're talking about women's golf and we're talking about academics yeah. because they were the academic team of the year, and then you had the two with the academic all-GSC. Mm-hmm. And now four women's golfers named WGCA, that's the Women's Golf Coaches Association, a lot shorter than the Track and Field Coaches Association acronym. USTCCCCCC. Yes, that one. Um, but they were named All-American Scholars, and that's Michelle Bagzik, Lane Marie Carter, Catherine Dinsmore, and Maddie Schultz. Two of those, you know, we, we mentioned it earlier, Bagzik and Carter were academic all-GSC, and then Dinsmore and Schultz, both freshmen, earning that honor for the first time. And, Matt, you got to have a 3.5 GPA. To, to be named that and just just to just to be part of the conversation yeah yeah wow 3.5 yeah wow. and most of you like you look at the honor roll with the gulf south conference and the minimums 3.0 yeah so that tells you there it's a little bit tougher to get there but four of them did it so it, and if but if i remember the women's team had a gpa of like 3.893 or something like that ridiculous that's coming off the top of my head proud of myself yeah very proud so also with golf we uh we released a summer update from our golfers and um yeah, Reese Moore and Blake Collin played as amateurs in the Yamaha Atlanta Open, which part of the Georgia PGA schedule, I believe. Blake finished 15th, and Reese, what a performance. You know, tied for the lead after the two rounds, went into a playoff, 
and lost in the playoff for the championship. But he finished second to James Mason, who nobody knows who that name is, right? But he's a former Champions Tour player, Georgia State Golf Association Hall of Fame, and his career earnings are over $3 million. Wow. Yeah. James Mason, he's, that name sounds like a, he, he should own a college. I think you're just thinking of George Mason. But, or James Or James Madison. Madison you know. You just take those, mash them together, and you've got a Hall of Fame golfer who just tied with uh, Reese Moore. And then beat him in a playoff. Yes. But shout out to those two for their excellent play. In a professional tournament, of course, they're playing as amateurs. Um, but, you know, it's good to see them out representing West Georgia and the golf program. Well, and Reese, uh, I'm, I'm looking at the scorecard here right now yeah. as we are speaking. Yeah, he had to birdie the last two holes to tie, did he not? Mm, yeah, I think so. Uh, he he birdied two of the last three. Two of the last three, okay. Um, he had three birdies on the, on his uh, back nine. There, he had five birdies in the in his in se- in his second round. He had four birdies in his first round. So, and he shot a sixty nine seventy two. So solid. That's a that, that's some solid numbers. And uh, and James Mason there, he he's he's been like golfing it since nineteen seventy five. Maybe even earlier than that. Yeah. Well, it, like he's been a professional since 1975. Yeah, we'll so say that. he's been around a few times. Right. He he actually, I was looking at his at his bio um, on the uh, Georgia Golf Hall of Fame yeah. website, and um, and he wears weird pants. Yep. Um, if you've seen the movie Hot Shots, yep. It's a it, there's a direct quote there of, about about the pants from that movie, and but he also. Uh, was the pro at uh, Sky Valley. Now, I have a connection to Sky Valley. So this all comes in like this big circle of life. There, where Please don't sing it. <laughs> Please don't sing it. <laughs> but but, but um, my family always went to Sky Valley to vacation. My, my grandmother yeah. has, a, has, a, has two timeshares there. And so, um, so th- I, I have a connection to him, and he now has a connection to Reese, and Reese has a connection to me. So that's the circle. That's the circle of life. All right, let's move along to the women's side. I feel like there should be like birds singing or something like that at this point. Maybe we can edit those in. I could. All right, so on the women's side, Maddie Schultz, she placed 30th at the Myrtle Beach Collegiate and then took 38th at the Georgia Women's Open, which was played up at a Chast and Dahlonega, um, North Georgia's home course. So she's got some experience playing that course. Um, but then Catherine Densmore actually finished 39th in that tournament. Um, so wow, women's golfers are out there. Um, representing West Georgia in, in positive ways um, in their summer tournaments. And then out on the West Coast, Ari Samuel, um, she play, she's from California, but she placed 15th in the Sacramento City Women's Championship. So shout-out to all of those who uh, continue to represent us positively. Wow. what a, You know, so that, I mean, this is just a lot of fun for, for us to be able to see what our, what our, our athletes are doing elsewhere. Um, we, I did see last week also that um, the Savannah Bananas made another video. It's the Baywatch theme, is it not? It is. It is. Wow. So one minute in is is where Dan O'Burst is. And, and he's flexing. He's flexing. So go watch that. You you won't be disappointed. No. Speaking of representing West Georgia in a positive way, we've done the uh, over the summer on the website, if you've seen them, we've done the Where Are They Now series where we just take some former student athletes and we give you a life update, what, what they're doing um, since they've graduated, since they've moved on from collegiate athletics. And we put one out last Friday in conjunction with July 4th. And we highlighted four former student athletes now in the U.S. military. Uh, so we just want to give them a shout-out here on What the How. It's Lexi Cromer. She's in the Navy. She ran track and field here for a year. 
Bobby Liggins, a uh, great football player for I believe he was here five years. I think he mm-hmm. missed the season. He's in the Army stationed up in New York now. Um, Jordan Daniel, she was a women's golfer on the 2016 championship team, the regional team, so part of history. She's now in the Marines. And then Galen Smith, former baseball player, he actually flies a F-15 in the Air Force. So he's – that's pretty awesome. That's so, every kid's dream, is it not? So he goes up in the air? Oh, yeah. He's the – I think he flies on the back of it as the weapon system officer. Oh, wow. But, yeah, he, he flies in the fighter jet. Golly. Yeah. I think I would throw up. I definitely would, but – Fun fact, I can't be one of those because I wear contacts. Hey, more circles, more circles. <laughs> Casey Rothler she's, and Zach Tallinn are, yeah. all, are both pilots now. So, circles, circles, yeah, more all circles. kinds of circles. And actually, Zach Tallinn was part of our men's basketball. Where are they now? But, yeah, he's a flight instructor in Atlanta. Yeah. Nice. Well, and, and Bobby Liggins, he actually, you're right, he had five years, but he had two senior years, actually. He, yeah. He, he got injured in his senior year. Um, I think he tore his meniscus or something like that. That was 2013? Uh, 2014. No, 2013, yes. Yeah, because 14 was his actual senior year, yeah. last year of eligibility. Yeah, no, I'll never forget uh, Pueblo. Yeah. When when he came screaming out of the locker room. I don't we, remember we, that story. We had, a, we had a running back who enjoyed walking around the field with a Jason mask on Yeah. Uh, before the game. I think it was some sort of intimidation factor. Yep. I'm not sure how – I mean, it might have been intimidating. I, I, I don't know. Um, he's not very tall. No, but he's, he's not. but he's a but he's a daggum good running back. Yeah, he was. And and I'd like to have him on the on the show. He he actually reached out to me really? um ab- about the Gulf South Conference uh all decade team because he had a lot of yards at Delta State. Oh, that's right. And then he had a lot of yards here. He actually had as many all-purpose yards total as I think a Denarius Appling. We're talking about Brandon Lucas, by the way, in case right. anyone's wondering. And so Brandon would walk around the field with it and Brandon's Kind of short in stature, but a really good running back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he would walk around the field with a Jason mask. And um, and he happened to walk through the pregame warm-up of the, I believe, Pueblo linebackers. And they did not appreciate that. And I can imagine. And so a, a, a slight, you know, exchange of phone numbers. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> kind of ensued with that. And... The only people who were on the field at the time for West Georgia were Brandon Lucas and the snappers and punters. Get him, James Dugan. <laughs> so, Get him. So, so all, all the and so it, it actually was caught on ESPN. Like they, they, they uh, it was like there's tense times here at West, you know, yeah, in in, in Pueblo, Colorado. And Bobby Liggins somehow heard about it from the locker room and comes tearing out, <laughs> and, and was directly in the middle of it, and uh, and and I'll never forget that about Bobby. Bobby's a great guy. I love the I love the guy. That was uh, that's a that was a fun story. Yeah, and, and one of the questions on the questionnaire we sent them um, about their military careers. You know what what motivated you to to join the armed forces? And and his was I missed the uh, the team environment and the locker room environment of football. So he yeah. went to the army. Oh yeah, and I mean, and he was a guy. He's one that can't, he walked in. He walked in the door and he worked so hard and and had and put so much effort into every rep that uh, that he worked his way onto on the special teams as a, as a freshman. So as a true freshman, he did not redshirt. He and his redshirt year came as a senior, which so he had a, a an, an unusual college career the whole way around. Yeah, and one final thing about Bobby, and then we'll move on. But pretty sure he killed a man one time against Mars Hill. <laughs> 
I think it was point too. He, <laughs> he, he may have killed multiple people on the, the gridiron. There was a, there there was, there was a quarterback from point that he hit that made a he, the the kid. I felt I, I really felt bad for him, and I told Bobby afterwards. I said, "Man, you about killed that boy." <laughs> I just it, remember the the Mars Hill game. He hit the guy, and then. Somebody recorded it from the film session later, and they were like, "Oh no, Bobby, don't do it!" <laughs> he just <laughs> destroys him. Yeah, it, but um, so Bobby was a special, special athlete. I I don't remember much about Lexi Cromer um in, in track and field. I she had already made up her mind to go to the Navy before the year ended. Mm-hmm. So her final throw at the Gulf South Conference Championships, <laughs> I was there recording, and we have the video somewhere probably. But she's she's throwing the hammer. And, uh, you know, the hammer, you spin around and then release it. And as she releases it, she just yells, for the Navy! <laughs> so, that's yeah, awesome. that's that's my last memory of her uh, in a West Georgia track and field uniform. Wow. <laughs> Sounds like she wanted Warriors. Exactly. She definitely wanted some Warriors. So, and then Jordan Jordan Daniel, uh, she was a, a solid golfer yeah. for us. And, she was and, a transfer yeah. um, from South Alabama, but originally from Sharpsburg. So, right. coming back home and played I think three years here maybe and, just two and galen i'm telling you this right now outside of outside of lane our current lane griffith our, our current uh catcher qu- quarterback i almost called him a quarterback quarterback of the baseball uh, the, team i guess yeah uh, outside of our current catcher i i've ne- not enjoyed watching someone throw down to second yeah um then more than galen smith yeah his ball would curve around the pitcher yeah he had a cannon it was it, so much fun to so much fun to watch and uh and um a good guy, real good guy. Always got a big smile on his face. Oh, yeah. more, and he would run around campus wearing uh, bright yellow shoes. Bright yellow shoes. All right. Well, I'm sure there's other former Wolves in the military. Um, if you know of any other, let us know um, so we can we can honor them in some way. Well, we got Veterans Day coming up in November, so that that would be another 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 time to do that. So Absolutely. yeah, if you if you know people in the military th- who are former Wolves, we'd love to know about it. All right, nothing to talk about this week for us on the GSC All-Decade teams. They did men's and women's tennis. We don't have men's tennis, and we had nobody eligible for women's tennis. But coming up this week's men's golf on Tuesday, women's golf on Thursday. So be on the lookout for that. But if you miss it, we'll recap it next week on What the How, and uh, we'll, we'll have you covered there. That's going to be interesting because you got Corey, Corey Evans, Barrett Waters, uh, Brent Ke- Powers. And Kevin Clark, I believe, were our men's nominees. Right. And, and then and on the women's side, you've got um, – there's this one – one girl, she, I, I think she's from like Germany. Franziska Brim. 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 Yeah, that's her. Brim. Yes. Yeah, she's three time GSC Player of the Year. I remember her. Yeah, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest. I said a couple weeks ago that that should be as easy a vote, and then I saw the ballot and I'm like, well, I can't I can't vote for Fran anyway. So. Right. But I think the thing that that may keep her from getting Player of the Decade is. She never advanced past regionals. Right. Whereas West Florida had a girl who was like a two-time nationalist. She, oh, wow. she uh, you know, qualified for nationals. Um, but was she a three-time uh, maybe, player? Maybe two. Maybe two. I mean, she had to have at least one to be eligible to win player of the decade. Well, Fran's in the conversation. Oh, absolutely. She'll definitely get some votes. I mean, it, if I would have had a vote, she would have She would have been one or two. Right. Um, maybe one. Probably one. But right. you never know. Awesome. Back to West Georgia's all-decade teams, and we've been doing this all summer as well. And now we're on to cross-country. So let's start with the women's all-decade team for cross-country. We've got to start with Tiffany Womack. She was the only all-decade honoree with the Gulf South Conference, so she's an easy selection for our all-decade team. Correct. 
she she was she was fantastic when she ran here. Um, uh, ran for two years. Um, after a freshman campaign, she was named league's freshman of the year. She ran in two NCAA regionals, finishing ninth as a freshman. Um, so top ten finish in the in the region, pretty strong. Time of twenty three oh five in twenty twelve, and then placed twenty third as a sophomore. And then she went on to Georgia Tech to become a Georgia Tech student. A heck of an engineer. Yes, yes, yes. And then after that is uh, Caitlin Farrell. Yeah, another one. She only ran one year, but what she did in that one year, um, I think merits an all-decade team nod. Uh, she was freshman of the year in 2015, finished seventh in the GSC championships. And we talked about it with the track and field all-decade team, but the cross-country team runs those distance races. And she was so critical to the conference championship team in 2016 because she racked up so many points in the distance races. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, um, de- definitely one. And then Brianna Crawford, uh, who was first team all GSC in 2012 as a senior, great, a, a great runner. Also all GSC as a freshman in 2009. And, and. You have a story. L- little known fact. Or little known fact. Little known fact. Yep. She was the first costume contest winner for the Gulf South Conference on at our costume contest against Valdosta State in, I think, 2011, maybe. Hashtag the more you know. <laughs> so she actually the, – the, what the, the conference um, was giving out a $50 prize or something like that to the, to, to the student with the best costume. And basically they did a costume parade across the field at halftime, and I just slapped the computer. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, – did a costume parade across the field, and then and so it was a block. It, it was not something that where they were trying to 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 help out an athlete. It was all students were were invited to to wear their costumes, and then they and then they they basically said, okay, I like that one, that one, that one, that one, and she won. Nice, and, and she won. But I, but I thought for a minute that we were not going to be able to give that to her, because I thought that it was going to be an extra benefit for an athlete. But I was I was. Uh, corrected by our great compliance officer laura clayton as long as it's open to all students they can win that right exactly exactly that's your lesson on ncaa eligibility rules um, and compliance and that is free of charge absolutely so moving along taylor dove she was also all gsc in 2016 part of the conference championship in track and field too big big member of that right um and then keep moving devin helms actually on the team this past year and as a freshman and was second team all gsc finished 20th in the conference championships. That's kind of how they do all GSC and cross country. The coaches don't vote like in other sports. They just base it off the finish in the Gulf South Conference Championships, right. which is fair. Right. Um, we're not complaining. We're just informing you. Yeah. Um, and then Morgan Lawshe, another one that only ran, what, two or three years and then gave it up, but two-time all GSC 2013 and 14. And then Brooke Womack was two-time all GSC. And, yes, if you're wondering, that is the sister of Tiffany Womack. Twins. Yeah, sister. I was about to ask, aren't they twins? Yes, they're twins. The Womack, the, the Womack twins, yep. two-time All-GSC. And other names that we thought of um, as we were doing this, you know, Bailey Roberts, we, we mentioned all those names, and you, you talk a lot of them, they were here two years, they were mm-hmm. here one year. Bailey Roberts came in with all of them, and, you know, in time we didn't have a lot of continuity. She was here all four years and then stayed around a GA um, and great friend of the West Georgia Sports Information Office. I was going to say, you, you seem to have just answered the question. Who is Bailey Roberts? Absolutely. Yeah, that's her social media name, so give her a follow, I guess. And then this this next one, I'm not sure I know how to say her name because she was before my time. Boylo. Elise Boylo. Elise Boylo. Also played soccer and ran cross country and was an all GSC selection. She was a she was a defender on the on on the on the pitch 
as they as they say. Nicely done. To, to use the lingo. Um, and uh, and was one of the loudest people on the field. <laughs> She's uh, from Canada. Actually. Yeah, I was, I, that's what I thought I remembered, but yeah. wasn't wasn't sure. She and uh, and um, super nice young lady. I I, I really enjoyed the, the time that she had here, and uh, and was it was kind of of a shock when when they told me she was going to run cross country. I was like, no, she just she we we just had senior day for her <laughs> like the other day. Then she was all GSC. Then and cross she was country. all GSC and gro- cross country. Ah, so. showed you. Absolutely. All right, so let's move along to the men's side. And on the men's side, it was a little easier because we didn't have as many all GSC selections. We didn't have to leave anybody out. I don't think. Right. Um, but it's got to start, in my opinion, with probably the most dominant runner of the last decade. It's definitely my time here, and that's Solomon Komen. I would say uh, probably one of the most dominant of the last twenty years. There you go. You heard it from Matt. He's been here longer than I have. So, but he's two-time All GSC, um, and he holds records in the UWG home meet. Just set the standard for the the course that we run now. Um, so yeah, Solomon Coleman, easy selection for that team. And for most people, what he does in a five k, most people would consider that a sprint. Yeah. The the majority of like normal human beings would consider what he does a sprint. But it, but his, but his he his motor is really really going. Then you got Jake Hudson, three-time All-GSC, picture is on the wall. I was about to say, isn't that the guy I see every time I walk out of Studio 262 and hang a lift? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Dan Moffitt, um friend of stop signs. I'm not sure I get that reference. I'm pretty sure he he ran into a stop sign one day on uh in in um <laughs> it, it was it was foggy. It was foggy. I'm not I'm not blaming him. Did it, he stop? <laughs> yeah. <I'm, laughs> I, actually, I think it, I think it injured him. I, I I hate to feel like that. I'm making fun of him. I'm not. But it's at the same time he. Uh, um, but he was all GSC and all region in 2012. Yeah, uh, he may have hit a stop sign, but he was Tim Brooks' first all region performer. That's a good point. That's a good point. So, but hey. but yeah, I, I, they were running early in the morning. It was foggy, and I think he didn't see the sign and. He found it. Yes, he did. So, shout out to Dan for hitting a stop sign and being all decade for West Georgia men's cross country. Correct. Moving along, Thomas Adkins, who I believe they called maybe the Flying Hawaiian. The Flying Hawaiian. That is that is Thomas's. Uh, that was his moniker. That was his uh, self-appointed moniker. Oh, by nice. The way. Yeah, he was all GSC in 2016. I can't remember. He was only here one or two years, maybe three. Um, but I remember his freshman year was really solid. Yes. Um, he was. Freshman runner of the week multiple times his freshman season. Um, so definitely deserved of the all-decade nod. Then we got Zach Hill, who was all-GSC in 2014. Sam Todd, all-GSC in 2013. And then Sostein Kerwa, uh, he was uh, all-region in 2014, finishing 14th at the, two, at the 2014 South Regional Race. Yeah, didn't get all-GSC, but did get all-region. Again, that's because it's based on how you finish in those races. Right. Um, so he didn't finish in the top whatever it was in the Gulf South Conference. But then – 14th at the South Regional will get him on all-region nod. Yeah, and, and another one to, to kind of think about is Michael Fabiano. He was a freshman last year, 49th at the GSC Championships, and the set, and he was second uh, behind uh, Solomon in every race. So Except one, I believe the home race. Um, yeah. Uh, Jonah Jonah yeah. Morris, I believe is his name? No, no, no. Sam, uh, it was um, it's one of the Bean kids. There's, a, there's, a, there's about six of them. Oh, okay. He, they're, they're locals, and he went, he went to Carrollton, went to Point, and he finished second. Oh, I was talking. I was talking about on uh, on West Georgia's team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Your second place, but on UWG's finisher. Yeah, but sure. yeah. Shout out to the guy who f- runs from point. Yep, Josh Beam. Yeah, we're not going to charge him for that either. No, no. 
All right, so if you've got another name, maybe we missed some. Again, we're only two people, and we're talking about teams from 10 years, so we may have missed somebody. That's possible. If we did, just let us know. Shout us out on Twitter or Facebook, Instagram. Hey, you left this person off that I think they need to be recognized, and uh, we'll consider it. Absolutely. That's fair, right? It's, it's considerable. Absolutely. Uh, so the biggest gift that anyone can give is of your resources and time. Uh, today you've, you've listened to Jared and I talk about our wolves and, and, and even some of people who are not our wolves. So you have definitely given of your time, and we great, we're greatly appreciative of our listeners and fans of West Georgia Athletics. Hopefully you are a benefactor of West Georgia Athletics, and we are grateful for every penny that is given to our wolves. If you aren't would like to be a part of the amazing things that happen here in Carrollton, there are plenty of opportunities for you to give to athletics through the University Development Office. If you like what you've heard on this episode of What the How, be sure to subscribe and follow your own Apple podcast. Leave us a rating or review, and be sure to follow us online. UWGsports.com is the official website. We're on social media, Facebook, West Georgia Wolves, Twitter, at UWG Athletics, and on Instagram, at UWG Sports. And, uh, and, you know, as always, we want to say thank you. Just thank you. For listening. For listening, for being. Thanks again for being here on Episode 20. Episode of what the hell? We'll be back next week with episode 21. I'm Jared Boggess. I just work here. I'm Matt Cook, your assistant athletic director for Awesome, and you're listening to What the Hell.